0: Today on State Scoop's Priorities Podcast from Scoop News Group, automating without reducing headcount, an update on priorities in Georgia, and bringing the passion of serving one state to all 50. Welcome to State Scoop's Priorities Podcast. Every Thursday, you'll get insights into the state and local government technology community. You'll hear from top leaders across the state and local world and learn about the latest news and trends ahead of the industry. I'm your host, Jake Williams. Here's what's happening this week. Florida's CIO, Philadelphia's CIO, and Delaware's CIO all announced they would step down this week. James Grant, Florida's CIO, says he'll leave state service on July 1st. Grant is a former lawmaker who became the first head of the Florida Digital Service. Delaware CIO Jason Clark will return to the private sector and be replaced by state CTO Greg Lane. Philadelphia CIO Mark Wheeler will take on a limited role at the Federal General Services Administration and be replaced by Sandra Carter, the department's COO. Texas is forming an Artificial Intelligence Advisory Council. Governor Greg Abbott signed legislation forming the council this week, which will assess the need for a state code of ethics for AI in government, along with being responsible for reviewing automated decision systems and evaluating benefits and risks, as well as recommending administrative acts. State CIO Amanda Crawford will serve on the council. Minnesota's Department of Education says that personal information of about 95,000 students was breached as part of an ongoing and global exploit of a popular file transfer system. Hackers from the ransomware group known as CLOP have exploited a vulnerability in the file transfer software MoveIt, which the department uses to share files with the State Department of Human Services. You can find these stories and more at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. Tennessee is continuing its emphasis on automation. Stephanie Dedman, the state CIO, says she's working with about a dozen agencies right now on implementing more than 80 process automation bots as part of the state's foray into robotic process automation. The key emphasis of this work, she says, is that it's designed to make human employees work more interesting and rewarding and allow them to focus more on decision-making. She tells me about how the automation is going in the state and what's coming next. Gosh,
1: some of the things we're doing in Tennessee um, focused on uh, process automation or robotic process automation, we have developed an enterprise service and um, our, began working with our shared services agencies, so um, account, accounting, payroll, um, HR, as well as facilities and whatnot. Um, and the goal is just to work with our agencies to automate as many rote processes that We can relieve those employees to do more value-added tasks. This is not um, focused on reducing headcount. It's about uh, making the work more meaningful and giving uh, savings in terms of time back to agencies so that those resources can be deployed on more important, more value-added tasks. Um, So um, We are working with about 12 agencies now and have uh, implemented over uh, almost 80 uh, process bots. And uh, it's just very exciting that we're able to do it at an enterprise level and the excitement is growing and there are substantial savings in terms of hours and efficiencies. So.
2: And so when you're, you talk about how you're not replacing headcount, how does how does RPA sort of fit into some of the other workforce initiatives that you have going on? Yeah.
1: Well, it's um, it's really just about making the job more interesting and, and hopefully um, giving employees more rewarding work um, that requires you know, more decision making, more brain power, et cetera. Um, there are other th- other bots that we're doing to um, provide better information to our employees and make it easier to get at um, employment information, jobs, et cetera. Uh, so those are ways that RPA is helping from a workforce standpoint.
2: Sure. And you are NACIO president this year, so your, your mid-year conference, and you'll hand over the torch in in, uh, in October. Right. Uh, but tell us a little bit about your president's initiative and some of the, the ways you're trying to corral state CIOs on right.
1: it. Well, I, you know, and I'll say I'm very honored to be the NACIO president. I, it's a wonderful organization that is very helpful to the state CIO community. So I'm thankful to be able to serve in that role. Um, I chose the CIO, as my presidential initiative the CIO's role in citizen engagement. Um I think we have some improvement to do in many of our states, um, Tennessee included. We, we have a lot of digital services, um, but we didn't always approach it from a citizen viewpoint. And I think there's an opportunity for us to really improve. Um, and so working with the NACIO staff, to uh, they're doing interviews of state CIOs, they're gathering information on successes. And then the result will be uh, a call to action uh, or in the form of a, of a paper, a white paper, really helping give CIOs a playbook for, based on what we've learned and where we've had some successes, what should we all be doing to further um, the role of citizen engagement and, and really focus on our citizens. It's, it's what the private sector is doing and has been for years. Um, it's a little unique to government I think but um, our citizens are expecting it now, you know they can get their products and services um, online in a very focused way based on what how they want to do business and our you know our goal is to do that for, for the citizens and doing business with the states
2: it's interesting because it's kind of it's kind of the next stage of the CIO as a broker, right? right. I mean, we, we understand that the CIO role is changing, but it's also changing the very mentality of what you what it is that you're delivering. Right. Uh, how how have you seen that in your role, and how is that that shift incorporated into your role as CIO?
1: Well, it's an interesting question because I I think more and more uh, our our customers, our state agencies, they and our administrations, they do look to the CIO to be um, an innovator and a, and a a business person um, who can help uh, make suggestions on improving government. So uh, I think it's a it's a new expectation of CIOs, um, and and that's based on relationship and trust um, and working with the agencies to understand what their challenges are. But then I also see my role as as helping agencies shift their thinking from their agency to the state as a whole, uh, because our as you know our citizens don't want to know what agency does driver's license or what agency they go to for their, um, fishing and fishing license. Um, so, um, it, it does, it has, and I think will continue to change the role of the CIO, but in a positive way.
2: And, and lastly, again, because you are a States group 50 winner this year, what words of advice do you have for your colleagues, uh, aspiring CIOs, any other folks uh, across the community who want to know what makes you tick?
1: Yeah. Um, well, thanks for that question. I, and there's so much to learn from from my peers. Um, well, something that I always share with really any audience that will listen. So in some cases, that's my workforce, in other cases, it's my customers, but also events like this. Two things that I try to focus on that I think are um, complementary of each other, and that is taking care of the workforce, um, trying to create the most positive work environment that I can where folks feel like they can develop a career. And then secondly, just a relentless focus on customer service, Um, listening to our customers, not jumping to a solution, um, but really building those relationships and partnerships so our customers feel like they want to come to us for services. I mean, yes, right, they have to essentially, but I want them to feel like they want to do uh, work with us and feel like we're delivering. So I don't know if that's advice, but that's certainly how I approach my role in my job, workforce and customer service.
0: Stephanie Dedman, a 2023 State Scoop 50 Award winner, as well as the Chief Information Officer for the state of Tennessee and the current president of the National Association of State Chief Information Officers. You can read more about her and automation at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. I'm Jake Williams, host of the Priorities Podcast. Next week on the show, Indiana CIO Tracy Barnes joins the conversation to discuss his top priorities and projects right now. You can subscribe to the show at prioritiespodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Georgia is expanding security services across the state. The state IT agency is in the process of pushing out tools from CrowdStrike to state agencies, allowing the state CISO and cybersecurity leaders to have visibility across agency operations and potential threats that might be coming in. Shanzia Thomas is the chief information officer for the state of Georgia. She tells Statescoops Benjamin Freed about the approach to cyber.
3: Well, we got a lot of things going on in Georgia, as you know. We're always trying to be ahead of the curve on any technology, any new of the latest, greatest technology. So... Um, On the security front, we've got a lot going on there. We have partnered with CrowdStrike. We're pushing out the CrowdStrike solution to all of our agencies. Mm -hmm. What we're doing in in cyber is, we want to go to a whole state approach, but what we're really doing is, is focusing on our agencies first, making sure that we're watching them and they're watching us. So pushing out this CrowdStrike product it's going to enable, to enable us to see them, see what's going on within their um, within their agency. So that is the biggest thing going on right now.
4: So you have a lot more visibility into all yes. the agencies. Yes. And you've got a new chief information security officer yes. uh, heading, heading up that effort. Uh, tell, me, tell me about how, how, how is Steve Hodges doing?
3: Steve Hodges has been in the state of Georgia for 27 years. He started out as a contractor. Um, he, he was at the Department of Revenue for the past 24 years as a state employee but then uh, three years as a contractor. So it was the knowledge that we needed within the state is why we chose Steve Hodges. He brings a breath of fresh air on the security front to GTA. So we're excited to have him.
4: Mm-hmm. And uh, I know you're you also doing a lot on citizen services yes. as well.
3: Citizens are always important. That is the reason why we're here, to help our citizens get our, our services Quickly, I mean, they want things fast. They trust us to give them the um, you know, things that they need easily. So our job is to make that, um, you know, um, you know, easy for them to get these services. So we're doing a lot with citizen engagement. We're doing, uh, we handle all of these state websites. So we're doing analytics on those websites to see exactly where the citizens are having problems, how can we help them move along to get the answers they need quickly for the services that are needed critically important.
4: What are some of the services uh, that seem to be in the the high the highest demand?
3: Well, always, you know, you got SNAP and TANF and, and Medicaid. Yeah. We're focused on our citizens who need those services uh, more so than anything, trying to help modernize our uh, IES gateway system. We've had that system for a while. Um, and so we want to help modernize that to make things easy for our, for our customers, not only for the customers, for but for the caseworkers who are who are processing those applications, trying to make that easy for them to get the services out. We can get applications in, but and we want to also be able to get those those services out to our citizens quickly.
4: Uh, what are some of the next big projects? Do you have any next big projects uh, that you'd like to tackle?
3: Well, right now we have uh, going on right now we have an RFP out for our uh, PeopleSoft system for the next gen. Our state accounting office is revamping our 20-year-old system. That is critically important for the state of Georgia to make sure that, you know, human capital, we keep up with that. Uh, you know, that's our payroll system. So that's a big system that we have going on, probably one of the biggest. I know our Department of Revenue is looking for a new tax system. So we're looking into that as well. We also have uh, a, a project coming along with our Georgia Professional Standards Commission making sure that our teachers can get certified easily and quickly.
4: And finally, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see on the horizon?
3: Some of the biggest challenges, and we talked about this in our um, member day, is just uh, finding the best resources for the state. As you know, we're all competing together with the private sector on, you know, skillful employees. So right now, that is one of the biggest challenges, finding employees that, you know, really want to come to the state and help us You know do the things that we do but we're competing with private sector
4: yeah i guess as one follow up uh, because you work the workforce issue really is top of mind on everything now that is yes um you know what are you know what what's your approach to getting people to come work for the state and stay with stay with the state
3: well one of the biggest things is, is is letting them know just letting them show them all the work that we're doing the work that we're doing is very meaningful to our state so we're we're trying to show them that we're trying to also change our culture, you know, in bringing on, you know, you know the the latest and greatest, um, not latest and greatest, but the newest technology. You know, we're trying to help, you know, uh, upskill our employees, upskill our employees by we're working with TCSG to make sure we have um, people that can do cloud, people that can that are smart in AI, people that can, you know, do. You security officers. Those are the skill sets that we're needing. So we're trying to upskill our employees to do that.
0: Chauncey Thomas, the Chief Information Officer for the state of Georgia. You can read more about her and cybersecurity at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. When John Minshew stepped down as the Chief Customer Officer of North Carolina's IT department in 2021, he focused on how to bring his passion for public service to all 50 states instead of just one. Now, Minshew's a Chief Strategy and Innovation Officer for state and local government at Dell Technologies. He's a State Scoop 50 Award winner this year. He tells me about how he transitioned to the private sector and what he's most excited about next. I was 30
5: years, 28 and a half years really in state of North Carolina as a Chief Customer Officer is when I retired. Um, so great state service, Um, i I looked at that more, uh, not as a job, but as like a privilege to serve my state. And so I really love helping people. I love being a part of the solutions for the customer experience, which is internal customers and the customer experience for citizens of North Carolina. So now in this role, I retired in 2021. um, And now in this role, uh, I started with Dale in 21. I didn't take much time off. And so in this role, I can actually bring that same passion And that same uh, being a chief strategy innovation officer to all 50 states and be able to it's so it's it's amazing how each state has different challenges but they all have the same challenge you know what i mean and so being able to do that it's a great role dale i I applaud them for having this group uh, because it's really needed to be able to go and have these conversations with different cios and the great thing about it is i can tell these cios say hey uh, North Carolina let's say, for example, has experienced the same thing. Um, let me hook you guys up you know because I know they talk all the time here at NASIO, but it could be little things that pop up and you know in between their conversations where I can bring that back.
2: So I mean you know the the chief strategy and innovation officer job is is not a standard one, right? It's not right. Uh, not every company has that job for right. for uh, former government folks to, to really offer that expertise. What is, what is the daily like for you? What are, you, you know, what are your conversations like? What are your opportunities like when you get a chance to talk to folks? So what I love about
5: this job is it is a, um, I would say, uh, relationship first. For, first and foremost, relationship builder, right? We're also a strategic advisor. Um, you know, it's good that we have been in, that, in their shoes before. And so we can have those conversations that maybe someone in sales, they can't have. So my you know, my first job is the relationship to the CIOs, directors, and that's I get to go with city and local, so counties and everything. Um, another thing that we really do is make sure the local salespeople have the information they need in order to provide the right solutions to their customers. And so, you know, they'll come to me and say, Hey, I need something on transportation safety, I need something on multi cloud, I need something on cyber. Our job is to go And, uh, you know, Dale has a wide variety of uh, a lot of solutions for different problems that come up. And so our job is to connect those people together. Another thing, the third thing that we do is, you know, we do panels, we do thought leadership webinars.
2: And so those three things make this job so great. That's awesome. And and again, you you said it yourself, you're a multi-time State School 50 Award winner. You know, what advice do you have for folks on, on how to follow a similar path or, or things that they should know about working and, and operating in this space? I would say do more than just your job,
5: right? You know, everybody has a job and a mission to do, but then branch outside of that. Go for really, um, you know, what what it, like relationship building and, and explore different avenues of what could bring your job together. Um, you know, when I did the up-and-coming leadership, I am gonna really beyond my regular leadership duties to really bring people together inside our organization. We're doing that now in Dell. Imagine, a, you know, 150,000 people and bringing solutions together, people together that may not have ever meet. I think that would be I think that's great.
0: John Minshew, Chief Strategy and Innovation Officer for State and Local Government at Dell Technologies. You can read more about him and meet the other winners of the 2023 State Scoop 50 Awards at statescoop.com and in links in today's show notes. You can subscribe to the Priorities Podcast at PrioritiesPodcast.com and wherever you get your podcasts. While you're there, be sure to leave a review or rating on the podcast page. They make it more likely that more people will find the show. This podcast is a production of Scoop News Group in Washington, D.C. Carlin Fisher helps put it together and the entire Scoop News Group team contributes.
1: Until next week, I'm your host, Jake Williams. Thanks for listening.